you want to wake up in the morning where you feel so much love within yourself and you love your day and you love your life and you love the world. For a long time, when I was growing up as a teenager, I was scared that that didn't exist. So I hid from that possibility because if I went searching and that true love in myself didn't exist, it was going to break me. So that fear gave me permission to cross my arms and go, I'm not participating in this game because if it's not real, it's going to hurt me. Therefore, I have permission to not play. But I can honestly say that the fairy tale is real. The fairy tale is here. But you have to have your heart broken along the way. Hi everybody, I'm Nicole Sharanam and welcome back to another episode of Connectedly. First of all, an apology from me. I'm so sorry, I have had a break. (laughs) I'm not sorry for the break, I had a great time on my break. I'm sorry for not communicating that I was going to have a break. (laughs) But these things happen, hey, in life and I had to honour that I needed some time. So I'm very excited to be back and uh, I've got renewed joy. And so that's why I think it was really important that I took that time for me. And here I am now joining you to share. I was actually meant to have another guest on today uh, to record and they weren't able to attend due to an emergency. So I thought what a great opportunity to sit here and have another solo episode. Just a short happy bites where we go through about a 15 minute overview or review of some of the concepts that I've been learning from some of the masters or teachers or experts around the world. And today I want to take you through a little bit of review of my experience of going to Sydney on the weekend, just gone to experience Soak in the Ecstasy with Sadhguru. Absolutely amazing. I just want to take you through the things that I took away from it. I don't want to take you through the detail of what he specifically spoke about because I don't feel it's my place to share given that it's, uh, you know, his course and his teachings. So I'm not even going to try and, and, and do that. How could I do that? Um, he has so much wisdom oozing out of his paws. So what I will do instead is tell you my takeaways, a couple of them, and the changes that I've noticed. So here we go. So happy to have you here again. And let's do this. Sadhguru's weekend in Sydney, the soak in ecstasy. Uh, wow. Absolutely amazing. It was a full day session. Now, I didn't realize when I actually purchased my ticket, there's a prerequisite to, to attend this session. And It's a seven-step course. Now, I didn't think very much of it. I just signed up because I was eager to attend. And little did I know that there's a whole app that you can use to access Sadhguru's Wisdom, which is amazing. Go and check it out. There'll be a link at the bottom of the show notes so that you you can check that out. And this course itself is called Inner Engineering. It is literally the most amazing course I think I've, I've done in a very long time. It takes a while to go through. You follow the structure is amazing. It's a little bit of breathing and meditation and wisdom, some learnings that you can take on and learn to do every day so that you can create a habit that will help you in your life. So beyond the inner engineering course, 
part of attending this day, full day workshop, you needed to have four days prior or three days prior to attending, following a very clean diet where you're following uh, the Ayurvedic ways of eating high prana foods. So foods that don't strip you of energy essentially is, is the concept. So obviously cutting out things like meat, carbs, potatoes, uh, and then I guess what does that leave you with? Well, it leaves you with fruit and vegetable. So there was a lot of that for three. I actually did it for four days. And then also cutting out coffee, you know, yeah, I know, run for the hills, right? Um, I couldn't believe just quietly that even though I only have one coffee a day, cutting out coffee gave me such intense headaches. Absolutely unbelievable. Uh, going through that experience of the headaches made me feel like I had some kind of crack addiction. Um, you know, the shakes and the, and the headaches. I was like, wow, my body must really be <laughs> a lot more addicted to this than I realized. So since taking that out of my diet and also a lot of the carbs, the rice, the breads, um, the things that you use to fill yourself to get through the day, I actually realized that it, it's almost reset my system and reminded me of how much goodness and energy I get from raw food. Not that you can't cook your vegetables in this diet or that you shouldn't, but just reminded me personally to include a lot more of that every day. And so that, that is one takeaway already. I had a, an aha moment where I was like, yes, more live food. Of course, it makes so much sense. And it's one of those things that is, is so very simple, but gosh, we forget so easily because life is so busy. We run to the supermarket and just grab the packet of something we can chuck in a microwave and zap, you know. Um, we forget to make a nice salad for ourselves um, or, or, you know, prepare something. And, and just the goodness, the life, the richness that you get from that truly is life-supporting. So that, that already was a massive teaching for me. But um, so, yeah, getting through inner engineering was the app was amazing. The support was amazing. A lot of the lessons, if you've never really followed any of the Indian philosophies or any of the Vedanta work or any um, of the ancient wisdom that comes from India, it, it might be new to you, but they really help beginners. And I, I, am, I know I'm gushing and I'm not getting paid for this. I don't get commission. I simply wanted to talk about it because it has truly been life-changing for me. So I wanted to share it so that you can benefit because that's what this is all about, sharing more happiness. So let's get to the actual workshop itself. Being in Sydney, you know, obviously I had, I left my daughter at home uh, with my partner. So getting time alone to myself was like, oh, you know, glory in itself. <laughs> you know, if you're a mother, that, that time to have to yourself is just absolutely amazing. But then enter the workshop. The energy in the air, you know, everyone was so excited. There were 7,600 people in one session, all sitting on the floor in a mat that was perfectly laid out for us. It almost looked like a masterpiece artwork, the way that it was laid out. It was done with such care and gosh, the joy that was taken to set that place up. You can see that they took that joy in everything they did. And we could feel that. We could feel that joy. There was nothing, you know, I used to run events. I, I know what it takes to create an event 
and everything was done with so much care and love. So as a, as a customer or a client or, or an attendee, gosh, you know, we felt every ounce of that and it made such a difference. So here are some of the takeaways that I got from being in that session. We create castles in the air. So Sadhguru talks about castles in the air and things that our minds create. So for example, ideas that propel us down this vortex or rabbit hole into a world of suffering. So my example is when, when you're whinging at your partner because they didn't put the dishes out in the way that you like them to be put out. You know, at first it's like a little bugbear and, and we kind of whinge about it and nee, 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 didn't put it out the way I like. And, but the more that you fixate on that, like the bigger that it gets and suddenly you're living every moment feeling unappreciated and then you're getting angry and you've concocted this whole thing in your mind. It's the castle in the air, you know, and then that anger starts taking advantage of you. And the more you focus on the thoughts or the things that annoy you, the more you get pulled into a world that looks exactly as you're telling yourself it does. There were so many more examples that, that Sadhguru gave personally. And as I said, I don't even want to try to communicate his example or his words. These are my takeaways and my translations. So the other big takeaway that I got from the day is that as parents, our children, we are so fixated on teaching our kids and making them become the best version of themselves that we get rigid, you know. I don't want my kids to grow up being damaged, you know, so therefore I have to do this, 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 and this. <laughs> You've got to read this book and I've got to follow that person and I've got to do this. And we get so rigid and then we get controlling mindsets and these can take over and become neuroses and almost we get like trapped by them. Almost like, you know, those guardrails when you go 10-pin bowling when you're a kid, you know, they pull out these like guardrails. And it's like that your brain can only go this certain one way, narrow-minded, almost propelled by these rails because you don't want your kid to end up damaged. So your mind is like, I can only do this one thing a certain way and they can't do that and I can't do that. No, 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 no. Oh my God, how many times have we said no as parents? Oh my gosh. So we become propelled by this narrow-minded thinking, this neuroses, rather than seeing things from conscious perspective. But if we can stand back for a moment and look at who's happier and who has more joy and who smiles more, is it them or, or is it you? You know, is it the kids or is it us adults? Because I'm pretty sure that whilst I am a very happy person and smile a lot, that my child beats me threefold. And from what I see from kids in the playground and their parents standing by, you know, grumble, grumble, grumble. Kids win every time. <laughs> sure, we can't just let our kids run about doing whatever the hell they want. And it's not to say that we can't say no, because that, that certainly isn't the case. But we have a lot to learn from our children. We can learn how to allow more joy into our lives without placing our baggage onto our children. The baggage that we have and the baggage that was passed on to us by our parents, let's not pass that forward onto our children. Let's try and follow what our kids do and just appreciate the world like they do, picking up a stick. They have a stick and they love the stick and they want to take the stick home or 
the way that they look at a bug and they just are overjoyed and it's so simple. Sure, we got so much, we're so busy. Oh, but I've got work to do. Grumble, grumble, grumble. Stop. Look at the stick. Look at the bug. <laughs> Enjoy life. The other thing that I took uh, was smile. I've always loved this idea that when we pass each other in the street, we can smile a full beaming smile to complete strangers. My gosh, the amount of times I've passed people on a, on a morning walk or on the way to work or whatever it may be, and people are either heads in their phones or they're stuck in their heads. And, or they're not, but they just want to avoid your eyesight. Don't look at me. Don't look at me. You know, hide from the world. Let's smile at each other. We often ignore or hide from the world, but let's look at each other and, and, and have a big beaming smile that lights up not only the other person, but the street. And rather than just this little like, mm, smirk at someone, mm, you know, come on, we can do better than a smirk. What even is that? So smile with your whole heart, light up the room, let those strangers feel you, your excitement, your joy, your wonderfulness. Let's light that up and let them know that you're there, you're alive. This is one way we can help to light up the world. Another takeaway for me, and this is my absolute favorite, be unwilling to surrender your wonderfulness. We have so much beauty and love to offer this world, so much joy. We can wake up, be so light on our feet in the morning and ready to take on the world, but then we're driving to work and someone cuts us off and we're like, you know, <laughs> grumble, grumble. And then suddenly the rest of our day is like barking at people and being cross and stuck in our bad mood. And we don't need to be limited by our reactions driven by frustration, driven by, oh, they, they, you know, cut me off or they didn't let me win or, you know, I had to be first or I had to be right. Sadhguru says, rather than being limited by our reactions, be unwilling to surrender your wonderfulness. Notice that when feelings come up, that we need to let them go. So we can honor them and listen to them, observe them and see what's underneath them, but don't react and don't let them become a big huge reaction that ruins your own freedom and causes you suffering for the rest of the day I love that so they're just some of the takeaways and and then for me what results I've experienced well I've come back with a huge smile across my face the next day sitting in breakfast at the uh, hotel over a huge bowl of fruit and uh, just appreciating every mouthful, appreciating that everything we're eating is life, you know, that it has energy within that food. It's not just a filler. Taking that time and that space to honor myself and my body was amazing. And looking around the buffet at all the people, and I just had love in my heart for all of those people. I, I felt so happy. And it's almost like that the 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 stick that was stuck in my wheels has kind of been pulled out. And it was a stick, I think, that was very deep in my wheels that I didn't even know it was there anymore. I'd gotten used to the way my wheels were turning. I didn't even notice that they weren't spinning as quickly and as cleanly and as with so much clarity. I didn't realize they could spin like that. I'd forgotten because I'd got used to that stick. So it's almost like that stick's been removed. And when I notice now that my mind wants to react to something like with anger or frustration, 
I have an ability now to hold it in my hands and look at it. Oh, okay, that's what that is. I see you. And I allow that in myself and I, I stay in that brilliant space of happiness without being squished by my own desires or aversions or annoyances. And as I said, I feel like I am more in love with the world. When I was looking around at that buffet of people and thinking, gosh, these people are wonderful. <laughs> I didn't know any of them from a bar of soap and I was nearly crying because I was watching them and how they move. And, and I know that some of you are like, what is this girl on? You know, how many, how many times have we seen that person that's smiling, going, what? what is, is that person on some kind of drug or, you know, what's that girl on? And we've kind of pish-poshed it and, and put it down. But let's get like really real for a moment. Don't you want that? Don't you want to wake up in the morning where you feel so much love within yourself and you love your day and you love your life and you love the world? For a long time, when I was growing up as a teenager, I was scared that that didn't exist. So I hid from that possibility. I hid from it because if I went searching and that love, that true love in myself didn't exist, it was going to break me. So that fear gave me permission to cross my arms and go, <laughs> I'm going to hide. I'm not participating in this game because if it's not real, it's going to hurt me. Therefore, I have permission to not play. But I can honestly say that the fairy tale is real. It's here. The fairy tale is here. But you have to have your heart broken along the way. It's almost written into the story so that the real, true story can unfold. But without the break, there is no glory. So please stop crossing your arms. The world really is a, a wonderful, marvelous place. And sure, it's freaking scary. But if you unfold your arms, I promise I'll hold your hand and I promise that we can do it together because no one wants to live a beige existence. Let the color in, let the love in, which, which does mean that you need to let the hurt out and sometimes in, but it's part of the game. So if you're struggling with life and you're struggling to find peace or freedom and joy and the stuff that I'm speaking about, then please, I really want you to reach out to me because I don't want you to be alone and I want to share and I want to connect. That's what I'm all about. So go to the website, drop me an email. I am here to listen. I am here to chat. I am here to offer support and I am here to crack a joke at my own expense. <laughs> I'm seriously here to be of service to you. So please reach out to me. Let's talk. We'll connect on the best medium that is suitable for you. And we can face this crappiness together and we can move past it and we can really find that joy again. Finally, now I just want to say lots of love to you. Thank you again for listening and you are loved and you are worthy. So tune in again next week for more Connectedly. Have a great week.